We are here another Monday to remind you that no one gets away with anything. And we are Jose Rafael Ochoaneri and Ariana Lopez. Today we talked a little bit about fear and what it does to and for us. Hello. And we really hope you enjoy it. How are you? I am very much good. It's Monday. It's been a good Monday. It's been a good Monday. But I feel like it's not Monday, yeah? No sé si tú tienes el mismo feeling de que siento que ya mi semana empezó hace rato. Sí, porque mi sábado fue full domingo. Exacto. Yo, no, yo siento que todo mi fin de semana fue full domingo. No, no sé. Yo mi sábado fue particularmente dominguero y entonces por consecuencia siento que es como miércoles. Ajá. Yeah, I do. Y además estoy como full cansado. O sea, siento que el fin de semana no descansé tanto, entonces no se siente como el lunes de... Relax. No tipo de, de, de pilas cargadas. No oh, sé okay. de lunes de pilas cargadas. Lo que pasa es que I don't work. I, I don't go to school on Mondays. Tipo literalmente yo no tengo universidad los lunes. I have work later in the day. Mm-hmm. Like I have work at six generally seven p.m. So my Mondays generally consist of recording with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really stressed. I'm like the opposite of stressed on Mondays. Pues sí. Hola aquí, mano. Today we want to speak about. All of, like a common enemy. Really, it's kind of about fear. Today exactly. is a really weird episode. It's kind of about fear, but it's not the point. It's a more abstract. No, it's a more broad idea. Yeah, I think we're gonna Doctor House this episode. Have you seen Doctor House? Mm-hmm. So we have a couple symptoms, and we're gonna try to identify the disease. Exactly. And in this case, probably not a disease, probably something good. Exactly. Um, okay. You start with the idea, tell us about mm-hmm. it. So basically, like, Jose and I were discussing, like, you know, what's our next episode going to be about, right? <laughs> and I was like, you know, let's speak about fear. And obviously, fear is a very broad idea itself. Like, although we don't want to speak about it particularly, if you take the word... You can apply it to so many different circumstances, right? You can be, you can have fear of something like a pigeon, for example. You can be fearful of something new in your life, and you can simply have a feeling inside of you, which is just blocking you from other things. Okay. And that can sometimes as well be fear, and okay. that. Okay. I think that's where the idea came from, at least for me. It's like when you try something new, right? And that something new, first, was not something you expected. For example, a relationship. I'm going to use the example. Okay. I'm going to use the example for a custom. There's a new relationship in my life, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not that new. Define but like, new. Define new. Okay, so basically, I dated this person before. It ended. We took some time off. And we're back, right? And we're back. With the aim of having an improved version of the relationship we used to have, being both an improved version of the selves we were by the time we had the relationship, right? Okay, yeah. There's definitely been been some growth exactly between and, ending it and restarting mm-hmm. it. And we both can perceive it from both sides, and that also has led to a better bond between the two of us and of more trust, um, more peace, more ease. And that should be a quote. More peace, more, more ease. ease. <laughs> peace and love, people. So basically, this past week, which in which I've spent a lot of time with him, I felt really good. You know, when I am with him, like 
when I spend time with him or when I talk to him and after I talk to him, I feel really much at ease, you know? It's like, I have noticed that I connect with a part of myself that sometimes I forget that is there, right? Which is a very vulnerable, relaxed, and yeah, like a tiny human being that loves, right? Yeah, yeah, I understand. And that tiny human being thrives in when we're together, right? And when we're in safe environments in which, you know, there's no like external stimuli. But once either, you know, I go back to the world or, yeah, I, we're not, you know, just being the two of us together and existing beside each other, then I start questioning a lot of things again, right? And I am scared. I am scared of many things. I am scared of why I can feel. I'm scared of what could happen, what he can do, what I can do. So it's like... There's something that stops me from enjoying the fact that I have someone which I really, 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 really appreciate and love because I am scared. Okay. Hmm. Okay, so let me, let me so you're scared of that, and, and it's understandable. A ver, quien no ha tenido miedo de estar en una relación, no ha estado en una relación que le importe. I think that fear is completely possible and understandable and natural. I think we demonize fear a lot. The same that we were talking about stereotypes. You know, we concluded that stereotypes have a usefulness. And, okay, si nos vamos a un lado más tipo evolutivo, fear is there for a reason. Fear tells us that something, it's, it's an instinct more than it is a rational thing. Mm -hmm. And it tells us when something isn't going right and where danger is present. So what happens is that you are afraid, not so much of him, mm -hmm. but you project the worst in you into what you know about him. Okay, como si. Entonces, tú tienes una imagen de lo que tú eres capaz. Mm -hmm. Entonces tú sabes dentro de lo positivo, dentro de lo negativo, lo que tú puedes llegar a hacer. Mm -hmm. Es mentira, you don't. But mm -hmm. you have an idea. So you grab ese lado tipo negativo, and you project it onto him. Because you can't really imagine the worst thing anyone is able to do. Mm -hmm. You're kind of limited to your experience, okay? Mm -hmm. So you can, because you've had an experience with him that hasn't gone positively, you can therefore imagine the worst possible scenario vividly. Mm -hmm. And it's there. Mm -hmm. And I think I told you when you told me about this, it's like you have to leave behind that idea and it's not something that you do from uh, one day to the other I think uh, the first time I saw this in a way that I really liked was when I saw a movie called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse if you haven't seen it I highly recommend it to you and to our audience it's a movie about uh, the new Spider-Man it's called Miles Morales Okay, he's a different generational Spider-Man and it's about his journey to becoming a superhero mm -hmm. And you can see any coming-of-age story, and you can use it in love, okay? Because love requires that you grow and you come of age in a certain sense. And so it's this thing where he learns that at the beginning of the story, he gets his ass kicked, and he's mentored by Peter B. Parker, so Peter Parker from another reality, um, telling him, like, you know, it's a leap of faith. It's not 
it doesn't matter how good you are, how much strength you have. It's a leap of faith. You have to believe that you are capable enough to do something. So if you don't believe it, no one will believe And in, 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 I was watching an interview today between uh, Carr, the comedian, the British comedian, mm-hmm. and Jordan Peterson. And he was saying, you know, you're very much a story you tell yourself. Sí. And if you know it's if you tell yourself that you are going to fuck no, up in your relationship then you are going to fuck up in your relationship. You that, need to tell yourself that you're not. Oh my god. Okay, but then my question is how can you much like if you have that much power can you shift your thoughts that much? Yeah. Who says you can't? We had this debate before nature versus nurture. Like Is it impossible to think that you have enough control over yourself to make yourself do something you would normally wouldn't? Es decir, puedes aprender, por ejemplo, a mí me costó muchísimo. I'm not the best eater. I do not. And it, I, I, it's not a fear, but there's definitely an irrational dislike of certain types of food. And quarantine, being close quarters with my father, who's a very good cook, um, made me have to try new things new foods and I freaking love them <laughs> who would have told me that I would have been able to do that and in term in a sense it wasn't only that I was in that position because I could have simply said you know what I'm not going to eat this it was me saying yeah I can it's also about giving yourself permission right mm-hmm. that's, that's the other part we were talking about that last episode like allowing ourselves to do something but I think very prompt like muy convenientemente the other side of the debate of like letting yourself do stuff is the fear right mm-hmm. so I'm gonna give you another example because you talked you talked about fear in relationships and I think that we can go deeper into that and we will <laughs> but uh, I want to put it in simpler terms okay or more metaphorical terms I'm playing the guitar okay and the guitar is something that scares the crap out of me Because it's, I've known how to play the ukulele, okay? But the guitar has too many strings for me. Like, it, it, they don't fit in my head. And I'm starting to learn, and I'm doing it properly. But, you know, every time I do, I get frustrated, and it becomes more difficult. And every time it becomes more difficult, or every time I get better, I fear that I know less. Because you realize how little you know. Like, you look up, you, you say, like, oh, I can play this one song. Y dices, ¿sabes qué? Vamos a buscar el A Beatles song. Ves la partitura y dices, how is this even a possibility within? How can people move their fingers that fast? <laughs> and it's like, you, the more you do, the more you realize, like, uh, I don't know who, a Greek philosopher, probably Socrates or Aristotle said that the more I know, the less Socrates, I know. Socrates. Socrates, yeah. And it's exactly the same with life in general. We are 20 years old. We are literally learning to move through the world. That's why when you, you're not sure if you can love someone because you have only had the immature version of a bunch of people who have come into your life, said, yes, I can do this with you, and then leave. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's really hard to get over. And I was talking with my girlfriend the other day. We were talking about that. That type of being single. It's like, like, yes, in a sense I did. In the beginning, like, especially when I didn't know if I was okay alone, mm-hmm. because I've always had a relationship of sorts. And so 
when I had when I moved to Spain, I had about a year and a half, almost two years, where I wasn't really with anyone, and it was really good for me because I figured out really quickly, you know, how to be good and okay with myself alone, and that was really gratifying.、Mm-hmm. But then, you realize that, at least in my perspective, being alone is like going into the world in easy mode. I kind of don't like that. Sí, 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 total, 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 total. Y no me gusta porque look, look at it however you want to look at it. Most of us, by the time we're thirty, we're gonna have to be playing at least at level like four or five. Why? Because you're not gonna be handling you and maybe talking to your parents and brothers every once in a while. No, it's you single plus your partner plus your job. Plus the people that depend on you, the little humans that might probably come out of you between the ages of twenty-five and forty-five. So, like when you think about it, the more you stay single, the worse you are at playing that guitar. Sure, you can play the ukulele, you can be single, you can play four strings, and you can make some beautiful songs, but you will never play a Beatles song like that, ever. You can try; it'll more or less sound like that, but. <laughs> but Being in a relationship, allowing yourself to go into that—that's in, what we're talking about. It's that fear. It's like, can I do this? The reason why I stopped being single, other than because I think the universe brought me a very special person to be with, is because I realized that I didn't want to keep living my life on easy mode.、Mm-hmm. I want the challenge of a relationship, and that's the other thing. I didn't go into my relationship thinking, you know, this is going to be so. Easy and fun being with someone. No, it's like I'm ready for more. Like it's gonna have some pretty awesome times, and it has. Like last weekend was amazing. Did a couple things that I love, but it's definitely not easy. Like it's the furthest thing from that.、Mm-hmm. And I think that most people that go into relationships, especially at our age, have that this delusion that it's gonna be easy. And it's the same with anything that's worthwhile doing. And you've said it before, like. The best answer is the most difficult one to do.、Mm-hmm. Sí, es que, o sea, lo que me pasa es lo siguiente. Being with someone feels good. O sea, como que staring at the other person and feeling like there's love from both sides and like both of you are plain and fulfilled by the fact that you're together and the time that you spend with each other is simply like so smooth. But then it's like I ask myself this question: like, was I meant for this? You know, it's like I think that not even if I had dreamed with a relationship, I would have expected what I have now, and I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Because, for example, my first relationship, I was, I was, you know, I knew I wanted to be with someone, right? And then the person who came was a very complex human being, which was like, <laughs> whoa. All of us are, but yeah. Yes, but yeah, you understand. <laughs> <laughs> so then it's like back then I didn't make myself as many questions. It was like, you know, things just like flowed and stuff, right? Once you get hurt, hurt the first time, then, you know, you like start asking yourself more and more questions. For example, what's going, what's happening to me now is that the first time I dated the person who I'm dating now, we both. Had way too many things to figure out. Like we were both new at university. Like we were both new into the city, new people, new life, new lifestyle, new home. We were both alone from our parents, right? So back then, 
we both put our insecurities on the table and we both put our doubts even about the relationship on the table, right? And I think we grew acknowledging the fact that neither of us was sure and neither of us was, like, neither of us, we were really scared. That's why we knew back then. And although it was good to communicate our fears, those, like, the base of the relationship was kind of shaky, you know, because if you know, we're together, for example. You're not sure, I'm not sure. We still love each other. But we acknowledge the fact that one day you can just come and tell me, you know, my fears are too strong and I want to run away. And that's more or less how it happened before. Coming back and having established the fact that we both feel a different way and the uncertainty of before is no longer there doesn't mean that sometimes I get triggers from the way I thought before, right? And it was a way in which... Everything and every time I question whether or not it was going to last, right? And what's happening to me now is that I had such a nice weekend. Like, you have no clue how like fulfilled I felt during the weekend and how magic everything seemed to be. But then it's like, I step out of the house and I'm like, how long can I keep this? You know, it's like, how how do you how do you make something like this last forever? Uh, there's, and I'm going to basically say the video because I, I love it. It's been my what I've told you about it. It's been my WhatsApp status for three years or more. It's a, John, a Jason Silva video that's called The Agony and Rhapsody of Love. And it speaks precisely of this. Like, in that moment where you see yourself reflected in your lover's eyes and you know that you're the only thing for them and you make them into these, like, gods. Like, you you deify someone, you know? You, literally, you make them a god in front of you and you put them up in this pedestal. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you realize that they're made out of clay. Mm-hmm. And the clay cracks. And then these gods, they come down to earth. And that's when you know if you have a relationship or not. You know you have a relationship when you want to run away. You want to run away and you say, holy fucking crap, I'm not sure. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And you say, shit, I'm betting it. And you might, you might, the fear is there. For a reason, you might get fucking smacked up in the face and be back at square one or a lot less. Uh, I've wrote, written about this before, but you can be a lot less than zero. And when you're broken up with someone, you are a lot <laughs> Negative less. numbers, baby. Yes. And you know, I think that the worst thing is coming up from less than zero and getting to that point where you're in zero. And you're like, I've gotten over the worst. I'm not at my best. I'm not even at my good. I'm at my zero. And being at your zero is like moving through the world, not the world moving through you. And it's awful. It's awful. It feels like dying. And you risk that. It's definitely difficult. Mm -hmm. But that's why I was talking about this in Dare to Think yesterday, well, today, but... Uh, it will air today, but I was said it yesterday. It's like you are building a house, and each brick is a little bit of honesty and trust that you put into it. Mm-hmm. And you really have to be careful, not only about the person that you are, because you have to be honest 
to yourself and with yourself. And it's like the best and, and most important part is understanding that to the degree that you lie to yourself, you're permitting it from other people, but multiply it. So your partner is the person closest to you mm-hmm. who might actually be more faithful to you than you are. But if you allow yourself that level of dishonesty with yourself, you're implicitly allowing it with your partner. You can't do that. Because even unconsciously, and that's, I think, why relationships and people who are a lot older, who have marriages that last a very long time, think that they don't know where it went wrong. And it went wrong with you. You lied to yourself, and you therefore allowed the world to lie to you. What do you mean lying to yourself? When you make promises that you think you can keep, but you can't. Or, when you're not honest, you know when you're not honest with yourself. Okay, let me, let me, déjame hacerte un ejemplo un poco más vivo. Um, about doubts. Estoy hablando un poco de fútbol. <laughs> Voy a ser absolutamente honesto. Um, there's this thing in football, this atmosphere, where you're in a real game and you're watching it and the stakes are really high. Mm. History starts to play a part in it. So the other day, uh, Real Madrid played against Paris Saint-Germain, okay? Paris Saint-Germain right now is on paper the best team in Europe. It has the best young player ever, the best player, arguably the best player ever, and one of the best uh, wingers who has played with both of them for a very long time. It has the best goalkeeper mm-hmm. for a very long Like At the moment, its midfield is incredible. Its defense is also incredible. Its manager is an all-star manager. It's bench. Like, the people who aren't actually playing the bench are all international players for other mm-hmm. teams. Like, hardly could you have a better squad to mm-hmm. play with. Real Madrid has an aging squad. They're very good, very, you know, they've won it all, but they're very old, okay? They're 37. Two, like, two of their best players are 37, 36, and all the other ones are all very young and, you know, kind of inexperienced. But you factor in the history of the clubs. And you say, Real Madrid has won everything. We've won the Champions League 13 times. And PSG was built to try to win it once, and they haven't. Like, we have more Champions League than they have some of their titles, you know? And they were playing the game, and we were losing. We were losing clearly. Like, PSG were very visually the better team. Mm-hmm. We scored one goal. And you can feel how... And they said it when they were analyzing the game. And this is what I want to want you to pay attention to. It's like they were, they were, what they were analyzing is when you're a player and you get that goal scored, even if you're winning, all that history, PSG have been eliminated from the Champions League for seven years in a row in spectacular ways. Like losing a game they had almost won. And it just comes back, rushing back. It just all comes rushing back at that moment. And they lost. They had three goals scored in 18 minutes after they had been dominating for more than 90. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy to think it, but that's exactly what happens in real life. Hell, you're playing a soccer game all the time with yourself. Mm-hmm. And your rival is you. It's everything that you've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you aren't good enough to say, fuck my past, because I'm not going to let it rule me. Mm-hmm then you won't. That's what I'm saying about your story you tell yourself. Like, if you're going into your relationships thinking, when the pressure comes up, I'm going to doubt everything. Good. 
Doubt it. Never let the doubt be more than what you want. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what happens to me. Like, if you ask me right now, I know what I want. And I really believe in the way that I feel in this relationship and the way that I feel about that person, right? But at the same time, I can also say very, like, confidently that I've had many intrusive thoughts about both myself and their relationship itself, right? So it's like, when you doubt, it's also like a vicious cycle. Like, why do you doubt something? Then the fact that you're doubting means you doubt something else. You know, I think for me, it's some sort of like this spiral of negative thoughts, right? And for me, the strongest thoughts that I have were the doubts that I had in the past, right? They have history. They have history. And that's why they're powerful, right? It's like, if they were there before and they're coming back, is it because they're true? Or is it because you're not allowing yourself to just trust? Okay. I you understand. Know? And then it's like, I know that if you see it like in the bigger picture, I, I know what I want, right? And that's there. But there's a lot underneath in the middle and fuck sometimes it's hard to like grasp the good thing that you know that you want because all of these other things is very overwhelming sometimes and I think that the hardest question to answer is when is the middle part strong enough as in to give up the main part or as in to change your mind about the main part okay I have a couple things for you okay Jordan Peter's starting to come to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm actually being illuminated by Jason Silva at the moment. Go ahead. Uh, he said, he quoted Miguel de Unamuno. He's a Spanish f- philosopher mm-hmm. and writer. Or Mexican, I'm actually not sure. But he says, eternity, eternity, nothing that it, nothing is real that is not forever. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then you got a question. You say, like, nothing's forever, right? Wrong. Like, forever can be as limited as you are. That's the, if you have ever read mm-hmm. The Fault in Our Stars, they're smaller and bigger bouts of infinity, you know? And so your relationship is an infinity. And it essentially oh, right. keeps happening after, even after it ends, it's still happening, mm-hmm. you know? It's funny because people, my dad's a doctor and I know that when you get burnt, like physically burnt, you're, even after the fire is out, like, your hand is still burning. Like, cellularly, cells are literally being burnt still. And really, when you, when you put it into that perspective and you say, things happen after they happen, and they've happened, it's kind of difficult to grasp, but las cosas pasan mm-hmm. tanto en tu pasado hacia tu presente hacia tu futuro, como en tu futuro hacia tu presente hacia tu pasado. Okay. Como que it, it all, it's all there. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a bit um, deterministic but the argument serves for this purpose when you ask all yourself all of that and you say okay there's history there's this there's that what have you been sure of from the beginning with this guy that there's something about him that fucking drives me crazy yeah well other than that because of course he drives you crazy you're attracted to him mm-hmm. and not only that it's not like just like physically but mentally and intellectually attracted mm-hmm. to him And you see a viable future. Like, you need a couple of characteristics for somebody to actually, like, entice you. Mm-hmm. You love this person. Mm-hmm. And you loved him. Even on the first try, you loved him. You mm-hmm. just weren't sure if you could say it because of the compromise. Mm-hmm. You have a certainty there. 
mm-hmm. and you have a certain seed that has gone way further than the doubt that you have. Yes. I think that's it. You have to find something more... You don't have to, but if you're doubting, and if you're doubting in the logical, normal sense, doubt is normal. Again, it's part of being human. And if you think you're not going to doubt the career, the house, the children, the spouse, you, you're wrong. You're going to doubt everything that you do. It's okay. The only thing that you can assure is that you make the right decision with the right information that you have, have had and will have. Like you can expect to have. That's what I'm talking about. It's not only that today, because today you had a bad day. O sea, tuviste el peor día de tu vida. Y empiezas a dudar de tu relación. Como que obviamente la evidencia que tienes ese día no es la mejor. Mm-hmm. And you can't judge the world on that. But if you have all the information you've, you've ever had, mm-hmm. all the information you have right now, and all the information you expect that you're going to get, mm-hmm. and the result is still negative, hell, you might have something there. And I'd still wait a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. That's when you have to think, at what time frame is my relationship framed in? And let's, put the, let's take the theory away from the example. It's not only relationship. It's building or learning to play the guitar, or making a painting. You might screw it up. Are you able or not to fix it? The thing is, and the reason why this is such a difficult topic, it's because you're outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're outside of your comfort zone, you're doing something you don't know. Mm-hmm. And you're essentially discovering as you, discovering it as you go. Mm-hmm. Everything that you, it's outside of your comfort, comfort zone is dangerous. And everything that you do that you don't know, sorry, that you don't know, is something that's going to inspire fear in you. And it's reasonable. That fear is there because your comfort zone used to be your village. And if you went a little bit outside your village, you might die, mm-hmm. you know? The thing is, the only solution to that is growing together. Mm-hmm. You said, like, it's very good to talk about your fears with your partner. And it's like, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. But acknowledging your fears and then deciding what to do with them. Acknowledging your fears isn't enough. You have to decide what you're going to do with them mm-hmm. together. I agree. And I don't know. That's about as much as I can give you. No, you've given me a lot. And well, also, like, for the purpose of our debate, the point of all of this is, like, love is very scary and... It's what you were saying before, when you're single and when you're by yourself, you can have as many doubts as you want and you're not accountable for anybody. Or you're accountable to your friends or to your family, but it's not the same thing as when you're in a relationship. Like, the accountability and the responsibility you feel towards the other person is very much more strong than when you're on your own. And this was one of the first things that I told him when we, you know, spoke about being again, is that when I was single, like during these months we were not together, I knew that I could doubt a lot and that I was not going to hurt anybody because of the questions that I had, right? Either if I made the right decision by staying, the degree I'm doing, you know, like who I want to be. And he was like, the fact that you're in a relationship doesn't mean that you have to stop asking yourself those questions. It means that... You can ask yourself the exact same questions and we can answer them together. He's like, you don't have to follow a pattern of a relationship for it to work. You have to make your own for it to work for you. And I'm telling you that 
thinking that you have to change your questions is precisely what you have to avoid. You have to ask the same questions, but answer them together. And when he told me that, I was like, what the fuck did you take? <laughs> Come up with an answer like that. What did you have for breakfast? What did you have for breakfast? It was like very late at night. And then after I hung up, because it was a phone call, I was like doing my dishes, doing my laundry and stuff. And I told him the day after, I was like, I felt so at peace after that conversation that I, you know, I knew that giving it another chance was worth it. And you know what? Uh, that feeling of peace, the fin the ending of the Jason Silva video, the Agony Rhapsody dub, is nobody prepared me for this. Nobody prepared me for my relationship ending its honeymoon stage and, you know, facing annihilation. If you go, if you get through that, there's that peace, that serenity. Mm -hmm. And what my girlfriend and I were talking about is precisely that. Like, we feel like when we're single, we're peaceful. We're not. 